and welcome to the Antioch Fort Worth weekly podcast. At Antioch, our desire is to cultivate a passion for Jesus and his purposes on the earth. To connect with us in community, partner with us through giving, or visit on a Sunday morning, please visit AntiochFortWorth.com. Good morning. I'm so glad to be here with y'all today. Hi to everyone worshiping online. I think I'm looking at the, oh, right there. Hi, we're glad you're here. Um, Yeah, Jamie kind of gave you the spiel on our life with Antioch here. We've been here 11 years, and that's as long as Joe and I have been married. So we got married, moved to Fort Worth, and jumped in here. We were at Antioch and Waco for a little bit before then, and yeah, like he said, have just been involved in a variety of ways over the last 11 years, and You guys are so precious to us, and it has just been the best to do life with all of you, and just looking around the room, I mean, so many of you are so precious to me. So exciting to be up here in front of y'all today. Um, A little bit more about uh, me before, before I get into the message. So could you put the picture of my family up here? I know... Uh, Yeah, Jamie mentioned my husband, Joe. He's right here on the front row here. And then we've got Luke, who is up here, and he's eight. And Brooks, who is six, who is also up here. And then Carolyn is three, and she's in her class today because (laughs) didn't want her to be like, Mom, Mom, from the front row as I'm I'm talking. Um, So that's just kind of our family. And um, I I know some of you, but there's so many of you I don't know. So we thought... We'd show a little picture to start off. Um, But why am I up here? As y'all know, and Jamie mentioned briefly, we're in the middle of the sermon series, Signpost People in Everyday Life. And um, I just love that each summer Jamie does ask different members of the church to come and speak and share stories. And so I'm here. I'm your July 2nd member here to (laughs) chat with you. And um, um, I've enjoyed listening to others throughout this series and... um, just excited to share with y'all this morning. I, um, back in April, got this text from, from Jamie as I'm on the way to take my kid, one of my kids to piano lessons, and we're rushing, of course, because we're, we're late. We're um, rushing into piano, and I see a text. It's like, hey, Lisa, do you have a minute for a quick phone call? And that's all I see is from Jamie, thinking, oh, gosh, is, is there a problem in our life group? <laughs> like, what's going on? Um, I don't have time to like read the full text because I'm trying to push one of the kids through the door to piano and then get him settled and sit down at the lesson and I pull it up and I'm like, oh, okay. He just, he wants to talk about me, um, oh, preaching this summer. (laughs) I'm like, that might be worse than um, than, like something going on, going wrong with the life group. But um, I'm I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Because uh, I think though, my, my initial reaction to feeling nervous is because if you need me to do a training on human trafficking or teach you some stuff about photography, got you covered. Um, I forgot to mention that I'm a photographer here in Fort Worth. But um, I was like, tell something about my story with God. Like, that feels vulnerable. That feels like a big task because I don't just have one story, right? Like, if y'all, um, y'all are like me, most of y'all probably in this room have been following God for a while now, and there's just not this, like, one story we each have with God. So I was kind of like, God, what would you have me share about? So as I prayed and um, thought about the message today, I feel like he did give me um, a topic and 
idea to talk about, and that is knowing God and knowing yourself. Um, and so it's kind of like, all right, God, you want me to talk about this? You're going to have to unpack that a bit. It's pretty broad, right? Um, but I love this topic, and I actually, I actually call it the practice of knowing God and knowing yourself because God is so infinite, right? There's always more of God for us to know. We can never get to the bottom of who God is and what he's like and what he's doing. And then ourselves, well, we're always changing. We're always experiencing new things. We experience losses and joys and moves, tragedies, you name it. Life is just, it's hard and we're always changing. And so it's, we also are always practicing knowing ourselves and knowing what God is doing in our lives in the moment of time that we are in. And so that is what I want to talk to you all about today. Because I think sometimes we can get into the trap of we decide to seek to know God. And we like kind of put knowing God over here. And we're like, well, I'm going to church. I'm worshiping God. I'm studying scripture. I'm praying. Like, this is me knowing God here. And then we kind of compartmentalize knowing ourselves. And maybe that's over here. And so we're like, well, this is my Enneagram number. Or this, <laughs> this is my Myers-Briggs or whatever personality test you like. Or my, growing up, my my mom always said I was the shy one or I was the loud one or whatever. And so we have knowing ourselves over here, but God really wants to bring the two together. He wants us out of a place of knowing him and knowing his purposes for us and for humanity through Jesus to, to also know ourselves and his purposes for us specifically and get into those details of our lives. Um, and so I have not figured it all out by any means, um, but I'm up here because I, speaking about this specifically, because I do think that I have some authority to, to impart and to share with you guys, and the, just the practice of seasonally going back to God and saying like, all right, God, where am I am, where am I at with you, and what are you teaching me right now, who are you right now, um, what, are, what are your plans right now, and taking that into like what he's speaking to me about myself and who I am. So that is what I'm hoping to share with y'all today. And so the main thing up here, we're going to put that up on the screen for y'all to see, um, <clears throat> is that <laughs> it's coming. I know it's coming. Okay. Um, when we regularly practice knowing God and knowing ourselves, we'll be better to understand and submit to the plans that he has for us. Because knowing God and knowing his plan for, for you isn't just this one-time deal, but it's something he wants to consistently speak into. And so today, kind of the way... I'll go through the message is we'll kind of start with talking about what the Bible says about this, and then I'll share some stories in how I've tried to practice knowing God and knowing myself over the years, um, and then we'll go into just a time of kind of practicals, how you can try to practice this in everyday life. Um, so let me just pray as we get into the message. Um, Lord, I just thank you that you're here with us. I just pray that your heart for, for all of us, knowing you and knowing ourselves and just knowing your plans and your will and who you've made us to be would just come out today, Lord, that you would give us a deeper desire to know you and ourselves. Um, 
after today, God, and you would just draw us near to you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So um, if y'all have been with us since the spring, you know that our church has been studying the book of John. Jamie did a great series kind of on the whole book of John, and specifically today I want to talk out of a passage in John 6. And um, so Jamie did do a whole a whole uh, sermon on John 6 back on March 5th. So if you want like the whole overview, go listen to that. We're just gonna talk about a couple passages today, or a couple verses today out of John 6. So if you want to open your Bibles, we're gonna start in John 6 and we're gonna be at verse 25. Um, And so if y'all would stand for the reading of God's word, that would be lovely. Thank you. Okay. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, what must we do to do the work God requires? Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So they asked him, what sign then will you give that we may see it and believe? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me and still do not believe. All those the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away, for I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. This is the word of God. All right, you guys can be seated. So, I love that passage. Passage. Jesus is like full-on ministry at this point. So he's like, this passage, I should have said this before I read it, but right before that passage, Jesus had just fed the 5,000. Then he walked on water, and he's like starting to talk about how he's the, the bread of life. So he's like really wanting them to understand that Um, who he is as the son of God and as their savior. So full on ministry here. And then he he, uh, begins talking in this passage, the verses that we just read here. And so it's kind of hard to boil down knowing God, right? Like I said, so vast and so so much of God and so much of God revealed through Jesus. But if, if we boil it down for the sake of this message today. I feel like these verses really do give us such a great picture of what God is like. So we see that they talk about how God 
is a God who has cared for his people in the past. They refer to the manna um, that he gave the Israelites in the wilderness. And then Jesus goes on to share like, that now he is the true and everlasting bread of life. So we see that Jesus also is here for his people. He is the one that satisfies, he talks about later on in that verse. And then, um, and, and of course, like we want to see Jesus as the true bread of life because we cannot fully understand God and who he is without seeing Jesus, right? I think you'll have heard someone say that before. <laughs> but um, um, anyway, so the next verse, and it's, um, I believe, verse 38. It's really important because then Jesus starts to talk about um, why he's here, right? He says, for I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to do my own will. And he explains that God's will is for those who believe in Jesus, that they will have eternal life and be raised on the last day. Jesus talks about how God desires for him to not lose even one of those he's given him. So we're included in that, right? We're the people that God has given Jesus. Um, but it's important here to notice that Jesus is here not to do his own will, but he's here to do the Father's will. He cares, God has a plan, and Jesus cares about that plan, and he cares about what God's will is. Um, and so part of knowing God is knowing God has a plan, and that Jesus cares about that plan, and, it's in, and is submitted to that plan, okay? And so... That's like a very important part of knowing God. So how about knowing ourselves now? Where do we see ourselves in that plan? And how, how can we connect? Where's the connection to us in this passage that we just read? So if you jump back to the beginning of the passage in verse 28, the people are asking Jesus. They say, well, what must we do to do the work that God requires of us? And um, actually, this is like, probably one of the most important questions anyone asks in the Bible, right? Like, well, what do we do to do what you require, God? And Jesus said this. He says, believe in the one that God has sent. And so that sounds kind of simple, right? Um, but as I studied these verses more and I just was reading more about them, I loved what one of um, the authors and Bible scholars who I really respect, Tara Lee Cobble, says about this specific verse and about the word believe here. Because the word believe doesn't just mean like a cognizant belief, like, yes, Jesus is Lord, he's the son of God. Because, you know, the Bible talks about even the demons believe that. They believe that Jesus is the son of God, but that doesn't make them followers of Jesus, right? And so it's more than just believing that. It's an active heart level belief. And so I love how that's how Tara Lee Cobble describes it. She says it's a heart level committed belief in him. So that's where we see ourselves in this verse, right? Our, or in these verses. So our kind of, what do we do to do the work God requires of us? Our job is to believe. So if we're supposed to believe and show a heart level commitment to Jesus, how can we do that. And I think then we go back to what Jesus said later in the verse, and he describes to us, he shows us how he was committed to God, right? He was committed to God by, he was committed, he says he came to do the Father's will. He was committed to the Father's plan. So I think then for us, we can show our heart level commitment to the Lord by being committed to his plans 
for us. And so this passage, I just love it because I really do think we, we see a lot about the character of God, Jesus, who Jesus is, and then who we are and um, just how we can look to Jesus's example of being committed to the Father's plan and then how we can be committed to Jesus's plan for us. So I want to go ahead and put the next uh, slide up here because I think that like sounds good. Like, all right, cool. Heart level commitment to God's plan for us or Jesus's plan for us. But how does, how do we, how does that play out, right? Because we know that there's like high level plans in scripture God has for us. Like some of the verses of heroes. So Matthew 28, 19 through 20, you can look it up if you want, but you know, it's the verse that talks about, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them, teaching them to obey what I have commanded you. So that's like a high level plan God has for us, right? It's in scripture. It's something he says about us. Or um, Hebrews 10, 36, that's the one that says you need to persevere so that when you've done the will of God, you will receive what he's promised. Okay, so like persevere in doing God's will. Or um, 1 Thessalonians um, 5, 18, that says give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will for you, uh, God's will for you in Jesus Christ. So these are kind of high level and they're very good and they're certainly God's plans for us. But how do we take what we know about God from scripture and who he is knowing that he's a God who cares about his people, who has a plan for his people and a will for his people. And then how do we take about what we know about us? We knowing God, like those verses are examples of God having plans for us. And how do we work that out in everyday life? Like, how do we get specific? Because God really wants to get into the details of our lives and speak to those places. Um, And so, one way I have taken what I see in scripture about knowing God, what I see about myself in scripture is, and kind of applied it to my own life, is this what I call like the practice of knowing God and knowing ourself. And so I'm going to go ahead and share a couple stories and how this has played out in my own life. Um, So if you want to go ahead and put this next slide up for me, Micah, thanks. Um, Do not think that you can be brave with your life and your work and never disappoint anyone. It doesn't work that way. So I read that about five years ago. It was May 3rd. 2018, and I started crying when I read it. And this is like a blip in the introduction to Brene Brown's book. It's a quote by Oprah, like probably not necessarily supposed to make people cry. Um, could you leave the quote up there for while I'm talking? Thanks. Um, but I mean, it is a great quote. And anyways, and I'm not a crier really. And so my friends will tell you that. I want to be, but I'm just not. Um, And (laughs) I really do want to be. But I read that, and I started crying. And even in the margin, I made a note, the date, and then I wrote tears next to it so I could remember I cried. And I I was like, all right, whenever something does make me tear up, cry like that, I get curious because I'm like, all right, I think this is really touching me in some way. What is this mean for me right now? So I started thinking about it and I was kind of realized, I was like, all right, I I don't feel like I'm being brave with my life right now. And um, 
I was in a place where I felt just really stuck in, in life. Like I was mom to two little kids and um, not really, I, I was kind of like in the mundane trenches of just kind of motherhood, same thing day in and day out, kind of felt stuck in like career or lack of, felt like we'd been living in the same place for all, just like lots of things, kind of felt stuck. Um, and I didn't want to feel that way. I didn't even necessarily realize I was feeling that way till I read this though. And then I realized, all right, I didn't feel like I was being brave with my life, not because of any of like the things I just mentioned that felt hard, but specifically because I, back in January of that year, so this is 2018, this is May when I read the quote, back in January, God had told me, he was like, I was, I was kind of doing this practice of like knowing God, knowing myself, like where am I at for the year? And God had spoken and he had said, hey, this is a year to remember things you think you missed out on. Things like you feel like, that's not happening. You're, you're like full on motherhood now. You've got two little kids. One was very little. But I want you to remember things you feel like you missed out on. So I was like, mm, that's a big word, okay. And immediately two things really did come to mind that I had felt like kind of like career-wise or goal-wise would never happen because I was just busy. And I had kind of chosen my path and what I was doing and it wasn't gonna happen. So one was photography. And I was like, all right, God, I'll trust you. I'll trust you with this word. I feel like I kind of missed out on getting really good at, at photography. I was always like a hobbyist photographer. My dad loved photography. We grew up with like camera in our face our whole life. And so I was like, all right, I'll take, <laughs> I'll take some photography classes to try to kind of move from hobbyist photographer to more of a professional, I'll invest in nicer equipment. And I did that. So that was kind of me like dipping my toe into the water of believing him with this word. Because yeah, he was just like, remember things you feel like you missed. And I really, like I thought, there's just no way I'm gonna get good at photography. I don't have the time, really don't have the money that it takes to invest in all of this stuff. But anyways, I went for it, believed him. And then the second thing there was like a, felt like very big to me. And so maybe it won't sound big to you when I say it, insert whatever your big thing was or would be, but I always wanted to go to graduate school. I love learning, kind of like I love photography and love the arts and creating. I also love learning. And if I could like be in college for the rest of my life, I would. But um, I always wanted to go to grad school. And there was a specific program I wanted to do. And um, I had some stipulations though for, for me to feel like it would be the right thing for our family at this season of life. I didn't want to be driving far. I didn't really want to do it online. I had, I had some specifications, but I was like, all right, God, like that's, this is the other big thing I feel like I've, it's kind of too late for. I'm like eight years out of college at this point, out of undergrad. So this is like my other big thing where I wanted to do this program. It needed to be free. It needed to be close. And I needed to like be able to go in person. Um, and cause I wanted to be in this program where I was doing a specific kind of research and everything. So anyways, God was like, well, don't think you can be brave with your life. Oprah was saying this, not God, but God was speaking to me through this quote. Do not think you can be brave with your life and your work and never disappoint anyone. It doesn't work that way. And I was realizing I wasn't being brave 
because I was worried about disappointing people. Not, I, was, I was worried about being dis, disappointing, first of all, myself, because I actually kind of just wanted to be good with where I was, and I wasn't. I was worried about disappointing the people who were depending on me in this season of being a mom and what my kids needed and all of that, but I needed to worry about what God was saying, not, not about myself and what others would think. Obviously, you involve community, and like you don't just make decisions on your own. But I like I needed to listen to God and not what my flesh was wanting to do. So I was like, "All right, God, I'll trust you. I will just apply to this program, and I won't get in. And then I can at least just say I did it." Um, and I was even late. It was May, so like applications were pretty much closed. But TCU let me apply anyway, and they emailed me back like a week or two later and gave me a full full ride, free scholarship to do this exact program that I had always wanted to do. And it was like, just so many details in that that I don't have time to share, just like worked out perfectly for this season of life with my family. We live like a block away from TCU too. So I like walked to class and um, just like precious. And so in that story, God was teaching me to know that he cared about me in a deeper way than I knew before. Because I think we would all in this room say like, we know, or most of us would say, we know God cares about us. But when we practice knowing him, some of the things we already feel like we know, he's going to teach us in a deeper and deeper way each time we step out in believing him and in what he's saying. And um, if I hadn't taken the time that year to like ask him what he was doing in that season and where I was at, I really do think I would have missed. (laughs) I would have missed becoming the photographer I am today, and I would have missed this graduate program, which honestly has really been an amazing connection for me within the Fort Worth community, and then just starting my photography business and in all the things I do today. And so the fruit of like five years ago of listening to God is still blessing me today, and even someone in our community heard my story and then they applied for a program they wanted to do and kind of had a similar story where like, so like someone in our life group had a similar story after that. So I don't know. God will use like your obedience and your listening to him in amazing ways. And um, so anyways, and I feel like for knowing myself, it taught me to practice listening to like what my desires are and my dreams are and to know not only does God care about them, but that they, it matters that we're listening to those things because, um, I don't know, he has a plan to use, use my desires and my dreams and the things I feel naturally drawn to. He has a plan for that. And so I feel like five years down the road from this, I'm better at listening to myself and, and like, oh, I'm naturally drawn to that. Like, God, what do you say about that? You know? Um, and so next story, I've got one more story for y'all on knowing God and and knowing yourself. And this one starts like all good stories at the trampoline park. Um, so this was, this was in two, uh, 20, said 2000, in 2021. So this was like a couple years after that first story. It's like freshly past COVID. We now have three kids. One's my pretty little girl. And then my boys are still pretty young, this story. So already you can imagine I'm at the trampoline park with three kids. It's a little crazy. It's like you're kind of still worried about COVID. So you're like, it's the dirtiest place to be probably. But anyway, we, um, we're leaving the trampoline park. And I'm in a season of life where... 
Um, as far as knowing God and knowing myself, if I was answering the question of what matters most to me in this season, that's actually in a little bit, we'll talk about some practicals. That's one question I ask myself for knowing myself, like what matters most to me in this season? And motherhood and like my family would have been like top question for that season. And so that's, this is where I'm at, three kids, pretty focused in on them in this season. And we're leaving the trampoline park. And the Lord is like, hey, you need to go, like, go talk to that lady at the front desk. Like, basically, like, go pray for her, go encourage her. I felt like I was getting that sense that I needed to do it. And this actually was one way that I was really knowing God in this season. Because I wasn't in a season of, like, "Mm, having a lot of time to, like, really study scripture and worship and pray every morning. Like, that was not my life with three kids, especially with, like, my little girl who had just been born a few months before. Um, So this was one way God was meeting me and teaching me to know him was, like, calling me to like step out and pray or encourage people out and about during the day. Wasn't necessarily my favorite way. He was like, wanted to connect with me, but it was challenging. But anyway, so we're leaving and I was like, "Um, no, Lord, I was thinking, no, I don't want to talk to that lady. I've got three kids. She doesn't want to hear from me. She, I'm, she's busy, whatever. But I was like, no, we're going to do it. So I told Luke and Brooks, I was like, all right, we're going to go. We're going to go talk to that woman over there before we leave. And so I walk up with the three kids, and she's looking at me like, oh, my gosh, what's this lady about to complain about, you know? And then I'm like, hey, you know, my name's Lisa, and I um, just I believe God cares for you, and I was wondering if there's anything I can pray for you for. And immediately her face changed, and she got a little smile, and then, like, teary-eyed, and she... She was like, actually, yes. And so she proceeded to tell me um, just about something hard that had been going on that she really needed prayer for that day. So we got to pray for her, and we kind of left, and I was like, all right. I obeyed God, and, like, it was fine. It was fine. And um, and then... And and it was great because my kids were with me, and they got to pray for her, and, you know... And then... We're in the Chick-fil-A drive-thru line right after, head right to Chick-fil-A after the trampoline park. And I get a phone call. It's from an unknown number. And I don't know why I picked it up because I, none of us pick up unknown numbers, right? But I picked it up for some reason. And um, the woman on the phone was like, hey, it's me from the trampoline park. And she's like, I looked up your number in our system. And it was just really nice. <laughs> like we didn't have, we didn't exchange numbers. She looked me up and she was like, and I just wanted to thank you again for praying for me. And she was like, and we really want to give you free passes to the trampoline park. <laughs> so she's like, can you come back and we'll give you these passes? And you know, I didn't want her to feel like she had to give me something for me, me praying for her, you know, so I was like, it's, you know, it's really okay, thank you, though, and so she was really insistent, so we went back and got our free passes, and, and we still see her now, like, two years later, we see her every time we're there, and so I um, shared that word, uh, or that story, is just because that was, like, how God was speaking to me in that season, like, his will and plan was like, a lot of that felt like it was really focused on motherhood and my family and what we're doing in the, the, this Monday, what feels like for a lot of us, like our Monday and our regular, this is like our regular, and um, just faithfulness in that. And what he showed me about him is like, he was showing me like 
a different, not that he had never asked me to pray for someone before, but this was like kind of happening often where I was ask, he was asking me to pray for people. And a lot of times I ignored it, guys, and I like didn't do it, okay? So I probably missed out on him moving a lot, unfortunately. But when I said yes, I mean, beautiful things happen. And um, so I wanna share that word because I think most of the time we're in seasons that are more like the mundane. God's not necessarily asking you to do something giant and big. He's asking you to be faithful in um, where you're at. And so I would just even challenge you guys right now, like what does your mundane look like? And where does God wanna move in that? And that doesn't mean you have to be the person that prays for random people. It might mean you're like the guy who's bringing donuts to, um, to your coworkers every Monday morning or whatever it is. But I would just challenge you to think about that and ask God where he's asking you to know him in this season and how he wants to teach you about yourself in that. Because yeah, God really encouraged me and who I was in that season with that story because I was like, all right, you can move in me in like, us doing things we already really like doing. We really like the trampoline park and we like Chick-fil-A and we're there already and you're there, he's there. And so um, kind of just to, to finish the message today, I wanted to talk about some practicals of how you can um, apply this practice in your everyday life. And so and actually, maybe everyday life is the wrong way to phrase it because this isn't really something you do every day. This is different than like daily time with God. I would say this, this practice of like thinking about, God, what are you doing in this season? How am I knowing you and how am I knowing myself is something that you probably wanna do like seasonally or maybe like bi-yearly. Like for me, I probably do it usually in January and then usually kind of start of the summer. One of my friends likes to do a similar practice um, every season. So she's like winter, spring, summer, fall, which that's pretty cool too. Um, so I think you find out what rhythm works for you. But so practice of knowing God, like some questions or also like, so when it says contemplation, that's like a great question to journal or just, you know, think about, contemplate. Um, so how have I experienced God lately? Or if you're praying, like how have I experienced you lately? Um, in contemplation, what's a characteristic of God that's apparent in this season? Or in prayer, how have you revealed yourself to me in this season? Um, and then if you wanna go to the next slide, for knowing yourself, and these are also in the outline on the app, so you can take a picture or something, but like also feel free to just get them from the outline. Um, what matters most to me right now in, or in prayer, Jesus, will you guide me in this? So you would fill in the blank with like, what is mattering most to you in this season? Um, <clears throat> what is God calling me to in this season? Or Jesus, reveal your plans for me. Um, in this season. And so, yeah, I would just say that these questions, they're going to come up whether you like intentionally decide you're going to think about them or not. And they're going to come up if you're not kind of intentional to be asking the Lord what he's doing in each season, you're going to find yourself feeling like in a season and I've I've been there, God, where are you? Like God, who are you? What what are, what's going on or like who am I? 
what am I doing? I would say in 2018, that was a pretty big, like, who am I? Who are you? Season for me, how are you moving, God? Because I think some things I had dreamed about happened, and then I was in the middle of them, and it wasn't, I wasn't feeling the way I thought I would feel. You know what I mean? And so these questions are going to come up no matter what, so I would encourage you to intentionally seasonally go through them or something similar and obviously your daily time with God your life and community other spiritual disciplines are all going to supplement you knowing God right and then same with anything for that will help you in knowing yourself like I mean I do love Enneagram or Myers-Briggs or Strengths Finders any kind of personality stuff that might help you know yourself what your community and your friends say about you like all of that can supplement knowing yourself as well but we really need to be intentional about seeking out lord what are your plans for you and then lord i want to submit to you in those plans that you have for me um and so just in conclusion i just want to ask you guys have you practiced knowing god and knowing yourself recently um and maybe if you feel like yeah i kind of know the season i'm in then are there next steps the lord has asked you to take that you maybe need to get a move on with or need to get prayer for or need to share with somebody sometimes it just helps to share like it was scary for me to even share with joe like i think i'm supposed to like apply for grad school you know like i mean whatever it is um And so I just want to encourage you to be brave with your life and be brave as you seek to know God more deeply and to know yourself more deeply. And I just really believe that you'll experience a lot of um, peace and joy and intimacy with the Lord as you intentionally engage in this practice of knowing God and knowing yourself. Um, And so we're about to go go into a time of ministry. So like the ministry team wants to come on up and the band can come on up um, and y'all can all stand as we we start this time um, if if you're feeling like you need prayer this morning I really just want to encourage you to not leave without getting prayer um, maybe God is speaking a next step to you, or maybe you just feel kind of stuck and like, I don't really know where to start and knowing God or knowing myself. Maybe you're at the point where you're like, where are you, God, and where am I, who am I? Whatever it is today, maybe it's not even related to this message. You're just going through something that you need prayer for. Would you please not leave without getting prayer this morning? So, um, yeah, I'll just pray, and then you guys come up. Um, as needed. Lord, would we just be people who seek to know you, God, to know ourselves, God? I just pray for just anointing, fresh anointing over this body, God, that we would be people who um, look to you and look to your plans and submit to those out of the overflow of believing in who you are, Jesus. And um, yeah, Pray that we would feel your love and care for us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.